there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, happy Friday, volume up, y'all. The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. Right now, from the NBA, San Antonio. No Tony Parker, what'd we tell you? Not doom and gloom. You're going to see they're going to play well. Right now they have a 10-point lead over the Houston Rockets midway through the third quarter, 55-45. to And while certainly you can point to them picking up the slack, a big night from Kawhi Leonard, of course, but LaMarcus Aldridge playing well. He's got 14 points. It helps when James Arden starts off and has a horrendous night and the Rockets – scoring just 39 points in the first half. 
this series, everybody wanted to give it to the Rockets right after it was over. And, you know, we were still waiting to see how this goes the rest of the night tonight. But I think tonight we see that the Spurs aren't done just because they don't have Tony Parker. We told you exactly this is how it's going to go. You're going to have guys step up and play more minutes. You're going to see more guys off the bench playing well. And so far, that's exactly what we've seen from the Spurs. Yeah, turn your mic on, buddy. There you go. I just figured that would happen automatically. Yeah. Like it was voice activated as soon as I opened my mouth. Hello, and this is your microphone. No, James Harden, 6 of 15 from the, on the night. But he gave us something. You know, we always watch baseball and say, wow, the game's been around for 100-some-odd years, and we mm-hmm. still keep seeing these new things. Every day. How often do you see a guy going up for a three-point shot and get called for an offensive clock? <laughs> well, he's you know- going up for a shot, and he takes his right arm and absolutely hammers Paul Gasol on the head. Well, you know, like, offensive foul. That's his thing. He's He has tried that lean-in taking a three and gotten the call many times in this postseason. Uh, you know, it, like, sometimes it's, you know, they run a pick and roll outside the three-point line, and James Harden just runs into the guy and puts his arm and shoots it, and he's going to the free-throw line for three shots. I mean, that's part of Harden's game. I mean, that that's, that's part of what I'm going to try to draw contact and go to the free throw line and shoot three. Because look, look at all the times how we got to the free throw line this season. Yeah, no, it's that's, a nice, what, that's part of what he does. No, it's a nice, easy strategy. This one was just absolutely fantastic that the referee fr- behind him immediately sees that he's done the clear out with the right arm as he goes up for the shot. Because, you know, there was a question on the floor of whether it was a 24 second violation. I was like, wait, no, it's an offensive foul. His third of the game. Like, that's brilliant. Because that one I, I put in a call. I've never seen a guy called for the offensive foul in the shooting position. Normally, he's going to the line for three, regardless of how that contact came to be. But not here. The offensive player actually called for the foul. So, very interesting first half uh, of the game as we went through. Harden struggling. Uh, there hit three-pointer after three-pointer. Ariza was on fire, 5 of 10 from the three-point range now for the game. But he was single-handedly keeping them rolling in the first. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, phone number is 877 on Fox. Get in on Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's on Twitter at How About a Fresca. We'll keep you updated throughout the night on the Spurs and the Rockets. The Rockets now cutting the lead to 56-51. Uh, midway through the third quarter, still six and a half left to go there, but the Spurs hanging and playing well without Tony Parker. Meanwhile, earlier tonight, LeBron. LeBron stutter steps, dribbles between his legs, three on the way. Like he did in game two over Ibaka, and the Cavaliers have opened up a 95 80 lead. Cleveland! I like how the Cavs radio network, they can all sound excited when they watch LeBron. Oh my God, something I've seen a thousand times. They're pretty good actors. LeBron just dribbled twice in a row. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it from him, Ibaka. 35 points for LeBron tonight to go along with eight rebounds, seven assists, also. 15 out of 16 from the free throw line. The Cavaliers get out to a lead in the third quarter, and then they blow the doors off of the Raptors in the fourth quarter, outscoring them 36-17. to They lead that series three games to none right now. DeMar DeRozan had a great night tonight, but it wasn't enough. 37 points. Kyle Lowry did not play due to his sprained left ankle. And if there's one thing now we're learning, it's another night and another bad game in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference in the second round in the playoffs. We have had one good game 
since the second round began on Sunday. One, we had one close game, one game that we were like, ooh, and that was game two between the Celtics and the Wizards. That's it. We've had one good game all week. Now we are seeing chalk move on, and what LeBron tells you, watching the Cavaliers win this game, this shows and proves to you that the NBA regular season is an 82-game preseason. You can say all you want about, oh, you know, Kevin Durant ruined the regular season by making it predictable and all these. No, the regular season in the NBA is completely an 82-game preseason. At the beginning of the year, before they even tip the ball off, all right, what do we tell you? We're going to play 82 games, Mm -hmm. and we're going to find out that the Cavaliers are going to get back to the finals, and the only question is who are they going to play to get there? And the Warriors are going to get back to the finals, and the only question is they're likely going to play the Spurs. So that that was that was on the the day before opening night. Yeah, at least on said. the Western Conference. This is what side we're going to see. You added one or two teams for giggles, right. and certainly on the Eastern Conference side, you picked a, a separate magic marker or or the dry erase marker, and you went up there and you added a couple teams, just saying wishing and hoping. You threw Toronto up. You said, "All right, maybe the Bulls or the Knicks and these veteran." Yeah, but guys Toronto's been generic the, the way they were. All the team, all the teams have been. We played eighty-two games yeah. to find out. Boston's not bad, and Isaiah Thomas is really good. And James Harden is really good now that he's bought into Mike D'Antoni's system. So 82 games, 30 teams coast-to-coast. We played 82-game season Mm -hmm. all the way up and down to basically find out that Isaiah Thomas is really good and James Harden can can make the next step to being the evolution of a star basketball player. Well, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. No, no, but this is the playoffs. I'm talking about what did we learn in the playoffs. Like, 82-game preseason. Russell Westbrook was great, but no matter what, we knew they were going home because the team wasn't very right, good. Right, but it gave us a nice storyline. Right. It was it, Vegas that's, misdirection. That's, awesome. that's it. But what did we find? We told you the night before the season, <laughs> Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, likely Golden State would beat San Antonio. 82 games for the only things we found out were the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, and the Rockets, James Harden. That's it. I mean, really, that's worth 82 games? And the thing is, is that... You know, Mark Cuban had that big warning a few years ago. Oh, the NFL is going to cannibalize itself, and there's going to be too much NFL, and and everybody is going to wind up walking away from the game. The Raiders go down. Pigs get slaughtered and yeah. all that. It was a great sound. And everybody said, "Oh, Mark Cuban, you're stupid. Stick to the NBA." Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Mark Cuban may know what he's talking about because what's happening? The NFL is cannibalizing itself. There's too much product, and ratings are going down. But this is what's going to happen to the NBA because fans are starting to figure out now. The regular season is irrelevant. And, you know, if I miss games here and there, what do I need? What what does it matter? Because in the end, I know the Golden State Warriors are going to make it to the NBA Finals. It's going to happen until Draymond Green blows it up. It's going to happen. We know as long as LeBron James is elite, the Cavaliers are going to win the Eastern Conference. And people are going to start slowly like they are in the NFL. I I don't need to see this game. I don't need to see it because here I am again in the middle of the playoffs, and I realize not only am I getting blowouts every night, so it's hard to watch all the way through, um, even though there's great Mm storylines. In the end, when I watch for results, we need something more. You know, we we talked the other night about storylines are awesome and how the NBA does drama, and they know how to keep people interested. But the bottom line is you got to have – there's got to be some kind of something at stake for the games. And when you have an 82-game preseason, it's hard. So, listen, I can just unplug, and we'll start watching the beginning of the playoffs because that's really, all that, like, 82 games from November until now to find out about Isaiah Thomas and James Harden. Well, but that's the hard part is that for years, 
the argument has been don't start till Christmas because guys are still working themselves into shape in the first month of the season. Look, you got college football in full swing. You've got the NFL, so why bother? And so the whole let's shorten the regular season, that's been the battle cry. The thing that, that the NBA has to resist is being too rash and coming back with some huge proposal to the CBA and to the Players Association that, that's too radical because this will be a short-lived burst in terms of this excellence of execution at the top of the heap, right? LeBron James, eventually, in theory, father time, has beaten every other player that's ever played. And eventually it'll be LeBron James' turn to go walk down. But is that two years from now, three years from now? You have to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Because the Eastern Conference, once he's out of the picture and those Cavs are out of the picture, as much as you love Kevin Love and and Kyrie Irving, got a 7-for-21 night, still in a blowout, laughing and walking away today, they're, they're not boat racing everybody. Yeah, but how many more years is that? No, but how much can you do? How many, say LeBron has until he's 36. Okay. That's four more years. Sure. And they're going to keep reinventing and keep bringing guys in, and then LeBron will rest. He'll play 40 games during the regular season and then all during the playoffs. The Warriors aren't going. As long as everybody resigns, that's not going anywhere. The Warriors, and you know, with four All-Stars on the floor, that's going to continue to happen. Greg Popovich and the Spurs, as boring as they are, are going to continue to mind-numbingly win games and go far in the playoffs, and then he's going to be surly during his post-game press conference. That's still going to happen. Those are storylines that this you're talking about the next three or four years. Oh, sure. This is the NBA. But this you is can't what we're radically get. change what you've got in the regular season is the point. And I don't know that people are going to go out in mass. They're still going to want to see the stars and the performances, even if they know the end game has nothing to do with the team. Because how many teams know going in? They don't have a, a no, chance to compete for but, a title, let alone compete for a playoff no, but, you're, but you're going to see the ratings. And, and my point is the ratings are going to be like the NFL. Mark Cuban said all the ratings. And you're seeing the NFL ratings are kind of, you know, slowly. We're losing 4% here, 2% here, 1% here for a couple of different reasons. Right. The same thing for the NBA. You're going to see where the NBA we're losing 4% here, 1% here, 6% here. Losing people is never good. No, they're still in a, in a growth pattern at this point in terms of the globalization. And even domestically, we've seen the ratings have been strong. So I think you got a ways unless you start putting stuff on HLN again. Then then you got problems. But until then, I think you're what in, in is, decent shape. Why are you so anti forensic files? Why what you're why are you anti that? I just think it's funny because it's a station that nobody heard of until hey, at the conclusion of this game, we'll take you to this in progress. If you want to watch it now, we'll go to HLN. It's the I immediately kept saying, "What am I going to get? So is it going to be a but, nice lamp? But that's is who it going to be a mop? Partners are that's who they had. That's no, the it's part of the portfolio. Partner. I get it, but my initial reaction is, I'm going to need a credit card <laughs> and some caffeine because there's going to be some great trading cards or sports memorabilia packages later on at night. And then I realize, oh wait a minute, it's forensic files and criminal investigation yes. as opposed to a shopping network. You may need to know that at some point. You may need to watch the NBA playoffs and then realize that, oh, they can find this forensic evidence. So when you want to steal a mailbox, you may know that, okay, they can pull your prints off it now. Yeah, but see, I talk to friends who have experience in that <laughs> part of uh, the 
criminal world. Uh, just so you know, when I took the mailbox, I did have gloves on. Because oh it was late at night where outside I did have gloves on. Not going to fight. You're out of your mind. <laughs> Twitter and how about, no, can't get me. Statute of limitations is long gone. Federal crime, baby. Long gone. Nope. 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 What if the glove didn't fit? Uh, it, and it didn't, because now I, I would pretend to put it on that I couldn't fit my hand. I'd say, I can't do it. Can't, yeah, but see, with those little panda hands, any glove is fitting. I could give you my eight-year-old's glove, and I think it's coming <laughs> over like perfectly. I got to tell you, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt does a great bit on the OJ glove. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. LeBron James. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Happy Friday night. Houston trailing San Antonio, 68-62. LaMarcus Aldridge, 16 points, five boards. He is at the free throw line trying to add to this lead. 39 seconds left in the third quarter. Meanwhile, early tonight, the Cavaliers beat the Raptors, 115-94. But numbers... We got numbers. You want to know how many shoes LeVar Ball has sold? Oh, get in there. In we the got hard numbers. 24 hours. We've been able to verify this number. We uh, It is verified. We have it. It was great detective work by the person who did this. We give them full credit. We will have that number for you coming up in 10 minutes. Can't wait. Ball was chicken. I, I don't know how much chicken he sold. I mean, maybe, I, I you know, I don't know. I'd like the three-piece. Oh, that's $75. Oh, all right, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Do you want sides? Yes, I'd like macaroni and cheese and uh, mashed potatoes. Okay, that's $25 a side. Ah, two for 40 Oh, great. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's because everybody's been in the darkness for 100 years. And I'd like a large Diet Coke. Oh, $38. All right, great. That'll be some kind of some kind of dinner, I'll tell you what. But. We wave goodbye to an absolute legend right now. And Mike Harmon, I know this is a very difficult day for you, except, you know, maybe it's not really. Because the story we first brought you last night, that Jay Cutler, Bears quarterback, scourge of the NFL, had a tryout with Fox to be a game analyst. Fox had an opening following John Lynch's departure to become the GM of the San Francisco 49ers. So yesterday we talked about the possibility, we love the fact that Jay Cutler would come in and potentially be a a uh, game analyst because whether it's a surly Jay Cutler, whether he cares about it or not, whether he smokes in the booth or no, not. No, come on now. But th- he should you're start. Perpe- no, but you're perpetuating a lot of myths. He should, and okay, a lot of what I said okay. last night was echoed by ex-teammates, right. hang on, opponents, hang on. and everybody else. Hang on. Hang on. He doesn't smoke, but the smoking Jay Cutler meme, wouldn't it be better if he smoked in the – Broadcast booth, how cool would that be? What, that's a habit he's going to pick up now? Hi, I'm Kevin Burkhardt along with Jay Cutler. He's got this cigarette just dangling from his mouth. What's up, everybody? That would be fun. Wow. All right? Whether pick he... up a terrible habit because <laughs> there's a meme. Well, listen, I, I, look, Cespedes can go in there. Vladdy can go You know, those guys can just, hey, just, just smoke on each, each side of Kevin Burkhardt. Okay, then. Uh, surly. He has been surly in his career. And does he care? I don't know if he cares about broadcasting or not, but he would be fun. I'd have that thing about him. I, I like. I I have more. I want to see Jay Cutler broadcast than Tony Romo. And we find out today that is absolutely the case. Jay Cutler has accepted a role as a color commentator for Fox Sports, ending his 11-year NFL career. Cutler calling the decision permanent. He went on ESPN 1000's Waddle and Sylvie show on Friday and said, I don't really see anything else happening. 
I'm happy with where I am in my life and in the future going forward. So we can go ahead and stamp that. It's permanent. That's a final. The Jay Cutler era in the NFL is over. Take that for data. Well, you never slam the door completely when you're a quarterback. The only team he talked poor. to. The only team he talked to that had any substantial yeah, conversations with were the Jets. So when it's the Jets or retiring, Jay Cutler chose retiring. It's a final. Well, we get into the discussions of how much money we're talking about going back and forth. The Jets knowing that they're significantly uh, far away from being a productive, challenging team going into this season. So why not either A, see what you have Mm -hmm. at quarterback currently, or B, convert someone from another position who isn't going to start and let him just do the two-step and hand things off instead of paying a guy like Cutler or Colin Kaepernick to come in. Because you're not bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick back. He's still out there waiting for that phone call. But not going to happen. Look, we talked about it yesterday, Jay Cutler, and you can go through a number of ex-teammates saying, well, remember, the narrative that is broadcast during highlight reels, not necessarily the guy. that It doesn't necessarily reflect the guy on the whole. And certainly with Jay Cutler, what did you get? It was It became how many times can we put a montage together of him either looking surly, mm-hmm. looking disinterested. Smoking. Angry. Adding a superimposed cigarette, yes, that does happen on occasion. But the the fact of the matter is when you did catch him and you weren't putting the weight of the world on his shoulders mm-hmm. in a press conference, was he actually one to give nice, snarky, thoughtful responses. But those don't play in the national narrative. No. Just like with Tony Romo. Yeah. You didn't get a lot of what Tony Romo was all about either. It was much easier to just go and continue to play whack-a-mole with his reputation and any of his reactions. So what are the Jets and the rest of the NFL missing? Now, the Jay Cutler off his back. Maybe he'll broadcast off his back foot. Maybe he'll make observations that are kind of risky. What is the NFL missing now that Jay Cutler has decided to hang up his cleats for good and trade him in for a microphone? Deep ball. D'Angelo Hall with his fourth interception of the game. You know, Jay Cutler wants to take a shot, but there's not there's no double move to get D'Angelo Hall to jump it. Cutler sits in the pocket and throws a pick right to Casey Hayward. Hayward has room to run. And that could not have been more in the direction of the rookie who now has six picks. I mean Cutler put it right in his chest. All right, we can't play every Jay Cutler interception. The show's not Third long down enough. and five. Snap to what Cutler. What are you doing? He throws the right intercepted. Intercepted. <laughs> and down the sideline to the end zone. Nick Collins, he's taken out of bounds. You know, yesterday and for several opportunities this week, you've gone out of your way to try to make me all tear up. No. With that, with that song oh, from the Fast and the, the Furious song. Fate See you again. Whatever. Sure. Like, every time I hear those, it's like a dagger. Oh, we have that song. You want to hear that song? Hey, no, we have that song. Play that song. Pass is picked off by Burnett. As that one got away from Jay Cutler, and Burnett has his second of the day trying to get it to Roy Williams. How can we not talk about Jay Cutler when Jay Cutler's all the league? No, no, no. Play play that last one back. Listen to the final words. Pass is picked off by Burnett. As that one got away from Jay Cutler, and Burnett has his second of the day 
Trying to get it to Roy Williams. That's all you need to know. Roy Williams was on the field. I didn't run a right route to final. Now, here's the the truth about Jay Cutler. Because every quarterback who starts and has some kind of time in the NFL leaves a legacy. And Jay Cutler's legacy is this. From the 24, (laughs) Cutler kicks. Wow. We haven't even gotten to a six-pick night from a few years ago. I haven't gotten to that yet. But Jay Cutler leaves a legacy, and his legacy is this. Okay, I thought there was another pick coming in. Weren't we doing the five? It was only five, wasn't it? here's, (laughs) Here's Cutler's legacy. Five years from now, sometimes you need to get away from somebody and away from something to realize where their place in history is. Sometimes it's, you know, when a president leaves office, you don't realize their full impact until years later. Like Jimmy Carter was a great example of that. Sometimes you just need some some distance away. In five years, when we're going to talk about Jay Cutler, we're going to go, man, I miss that guy. I miss the back foot, questionable throws, interception, bad body language because he was fun. Fans are going to say, Cutler was fun to watch. He was maddening to watch, but he was fun. Bears fans will say, I miss Jay Cutler. Players will say, I miss Jay Cutler because he was tough, he was a gunslinger, and he was Brett Favre without the success. But he was fun. And we don't have quarterbacks like that anymore. Guys don't come into the game. There's no more Favre. That's why we talk about last gunslingers. There's no more Favre. There's no more Jay Cutler. No one who's going to throw the football and say, screw it. I'm throwing off my back foot to the end, but you know what's worse could happen. I'm gonna try to get it, get, get the ball. I'm gonna try to throw for a 40 yard touchdown here because we're having trouble moving the football. In five years, we will realize how much we miss Jay Cutler because his style of play, which was fun, is gonna be gone. It'll be completely gone from the NFL because all the quarterbacks are gonna be guys who complete a high percentage of passes, can throw it deep, can throw the short. They're gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. But these guys, these guys that stand out, the guys that walk around in the field with a like they have a gun on their hip, like they're a sheriff. And they're in the Old West. Those guys are going to be gone. And Cutler's gone. For five years, we're going to go, boy, Jay Cutler was fun. Boy, I miss Jay Cutler. Well, but that's the other parallel of he and Romo stepping out at the same time, going to broadcast. Because we sit here in the Geico studios, why, having watched years of football and yelling at the screens together and working to bring analysis and enlightenment and levity to you during those games that, you know, you watched both those guys took a lot of big hits. Kept coming back for more. But Jay Cutler, nobody can question the toughness, certainly on the field over his career. And when you look at everything, and especially for Bears fans, and this is one that's more the the insulated, isolated Midwestern view, is show me who was better in a Bears uniform as a quarterback. For all his faults, mm-hmm. what else have you had? Vince you, Evans? You stand him up against a, a lot of bums. Bob Avellini? Bob Avellini. Eric Kramer? There you go. He had a couple of Doug Flutie? Yeah. McMahon won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But was he a a great quarterback? Jim Miller? Yeah. (laughs) Just keep going. Jim Drunken Miller. And, yeah, just go on down the line. I'm out of guys named Miller. Kate McNown. You want me to keep going? No. Trust me. We're going to miss Jay Cutler. Right now, it's all Cutler's God. He stinks. But no, trust me. me. We're going to miss Jay Cutler. Everybody's going to miss him. If you don't miss him now, you're going to miss him in a couple of years. All of those got the tears you've been looking for all, all week for everything else.
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Big ball of shoes, big ball of chicken. Big ball of barbecue. I love the shoes. I love the chicken. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. In the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. San Antonio on top of Houston now, 74-70. Spurs with the ball. Again, a four-point lead for the Spurs trying to hold on when this one, their first game without Tony Parker. But for the last 24 hours, we've all been on LeVar Ball overload. Debuts his first sneaker for his son Lonzo, who will be one of the top picks in the NBA draft, probably one number two at worst, and put the sale price on there of $495, $495 for a pair of Lonzo Ball shoes. If you can't afford that, if you want to get a pair of sandals, sandals were $220. So it was a very high-profile release for LeVar Ball. We spent a lot of time last night talking about this from many different angles, and now we're going to push the conversation forward because we know how many sneakers Lonzo slash LeVar Ball sold in the first 24 hours. LeVar Ball didn't want to partner up with Adidas and Under Armour and Nike because it was either you absorb my big baller brand or we're going someplace else. So now the shoe is coming out in November, but the debut yesterday, Everywhere, social media, it took over. LeVar Ball, Big Baller Brand, Lonzo Ball, all trending on Twitter. Many people spent so much time till you couldn't buy that kind of publicity. Earlier today, the first reports came out that he had sold 5,000 shoes. Media, a lot of shoes. That's, a lot, that's big, uh, big cash right there. Media Takeout had that report. That turned out to be incorrect. That would have been $2.5 million. I knew that was false before that came out because LeVar Ball went on Dan Lebitard's show earlier today, and Dan Lebitard asked him how the sales were going. And the first thing LeVar Ball would have said if he had sold 5,000 pairs of shoes were, I made $2.5 million today. That's the first thing he would have said. He would have tweeted it. He would have done interviews. I made $2.5 million the first 24 hours, and now we're on our way to billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. That's the first thing you would have said. But instead, he just said, oh, you know, sales are okay. Big time ups to NiceKicks.com, a website. Darren Ravel of ESPN tweeted out a link to this column, who did a lot of detective work into trying to figure out how many sneakers LeVar Ball sold. And it was a pretty scientific method, helped by the fact that Chad Ochocinco bought a pair and tweeted out that he bought a pair. And is that really all you need to know? The first guy saying I bought a pair is Chad Ochocinco. Hey, for five hundred dollars, I can I can buy like an afternoon of publicity because I'm dying to be relevant. Well, yes. someone will talk to him and what made you buy him? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, anything you want because no one's talking to me for anything else. So yeah, I'll buy a pair of sneakers. So he buys a pair of sneakers and then on the website, this guy waits a few hours to buy a pair. He's comparing invoice numbers and where things go. Again, a lot of great detective work. And again, Darren Ravel tweets out the link to this column. And it turns out that in the last 24 hours, there were 328 transactions on the website. 263 of them were for sneakers. The rest were for some other 
items on the website. Maybe it's a $50 hat. Maybe it's a $70 hoodie. Maybe it's a $220 sandal. But 263 pairs of sneakers in the first 24 hours. Now, look, I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that I sold more books in the first 24 hours when my novel You mean novel your novel found? Yeah, I, you know, I think I sold more books when that came out. <laughs> 263 pairs did, of shoes. Did Not you get $500 of books? I know I didn't get $500 <laughs> a book. I think I got $399. Amazon.com, the uh, uh, the digital copy was uh, or ebook was $399, and then the paperback was $14.95, I think was what it was. Uh, and so now 263 pairs of sneakers. So in the first day where you get all this publicity, 263 pairs of sneakers uh-huh. were sold. This goes to show you that when people say things like, oh, LeVar Ball, we're laughing at him, but look at him. We're talking about him. He's relevant. Or he's dominating conversation. Just because we're talking about you doesn't mean that that translates into popularity and sales. Okay, a friend of mine, Caleb Bacon, who's a writer in Hollywood, mm-hmm. he's come in here a bunch of times. He's the real, the ghost of Dr. James Naismith, who, oh, by the way, we have to have him in uh, when we get to the semifinals in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, boy, what? Yeah, we said it was Caleb. Uh, he's written in TV for a long time, a bunch of shows, Sullivan and Son. Um, he wrote on, uh, uh, what's the other big show he did? I think he did Two and a Half Men for a little bit as well. And we were having a conversation once, and we were talking about you know, I said, boy, I, you know, we're talking about my book, actually, when it was coming out. And I said, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to sell. I have no idea, but I wrote it. And honestly, that was the most fun part for me. And he says, yeah, he goes, you know, I, I don't I don't know because I don't know. I never know how anybody's anything they do is going to is going to do because I know comedians who have gone on like Conan show and Jimmy Kimmel. And, you know, they go on for three or four minutes and they do a bit and they kill and they're hilarious. And like Conan will talk to him for a couple of minutes and all this. And then they get no spike at all. Like, no one buys their CD. No one buys extra tickets to go see them at their performances they have coming up. No one hits their website up to find out what's going on with them and can I go see them, you know, do a, do a show somewhere. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes it takes off and sometimes it doesn't. And you would think that a guy could go on Conan and go on his show and, and kill and be on like, boy, that guy's funny. He's going to be a star. But not everybody is Amy Schumer. You know, and not everybody is, is, is somebody else. Everybody is Ron White that can do something like But so that happens. Just because we talked about LeVar, but LeVar Ball is a story. Everything going on, it is a story. But this doesn't mean that's going to translate into sneaker sales because, as we've seen, when, when he launched, he had all the free publicity in the world, bigballerbrand.com, 263 pairs of sneakers. 263. Yeah, as, as we go through the receipts and noise, and we'll, it'll come out in the wash. And even if it doesn't, it's been a nice experiment in brand recognition and having people love or hate you just based on hearing your name. <laughs> that's that's the way it's worked for LeVar Ball at this process. In the end, his kid's still going to be a top draft choice. And for all we can gather, there's never actually going to be a real shoe. <laughs> Maybe this is all just a, how can I own the news cycle and show that everybody just gets up in arms and gets on their soapbox and, and are full of hot air about nothing in particular. Just like me. I'm LeVar Ball. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's his statement. It could all just be, hey, for giggles. It's a sociological experiment. Or at least I choose to look at it that way.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Great news. Great news. Cuckoo, cuckoo. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Getting set to head out to Vegas right now. Get all the latest for the Kentucky Derby coming up tomorrow. And TJ, certainly Gervin, one of the favorites ridden by the Iceman in this race. I mean, this is this is where <laughs> Berman is made to happen, you know, for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, TJ, many things are fast and accurate, like the horse that won the spiral at Turfway. Nice. How about untrapped? He'll need to get untrapped off the rail or from the back of the pack in order to bring the long shot home. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Catherine Zeta-Jones was in entrapment, but this horse will need to get untrapped to try to win on Saturday. There you go. You like that one? That's good. Is that a good one? That's a good segue. All right. (laughs) And knock, knock, who's there? Phil who? Phil McCracken could win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Joining us now on the hotline. Wow. A man who every week wonders, what the hell am I doing talking to these guys? True. He is a former odds maker at Caesars turned bet the board podcast. Our, our insider in Las Vegas, friend of the show, contributor at sportsline.com, Todd Furman. Todd, what's happening, buddy? Gentlemen, if I had any self-worth left in my entire body, I'd really have to try and reassess my lifestyle. Every single Friday night, I join you guys in these fine airwaves. <laughs> well, you know, and I like that sometimes, like when you're on a date, you spend some time. You say, hey, listen, I got to call in. And you're on. I just appreciate that. I don't know how much your dates appreciate that, but we appreciate that here. Well, let's put it this way. The dates don't stick around. We have a longstanding relationship with the two of you, and it's probably healthier than with most of the girls that I've dated over the last couple of years that we've done this. I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now one thing thing I will say, guys, I do want to know, over under 15 minutes that each of you has actually dedicated to reading about the Derby or properly preparing yourself for the 143rd running of the Roses tomorrow. You know what? You want want to know a funny thing, Todd, is that – I get all my information from a guy named Nick Hines. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's on TVG a lot. He's, uh, he's a big analyst for uh, Horse Racing Network. And my daughter and his Never son. Heard go, of him. My daughter and his son go to the. Wow, that's really nice. Now, next time I see Nick, I got to explain why that's done. And my daughter and his son go to, the, go to the school together. So anytime I see him, which usually is like once every, every week or two, we talk horse racing because I haven't, I, he's my insider. I mean, is his son there trying to book action? Do we have more aggressive paramutual? That would be oh yeah, yeah. he is. He is a first grade bookmaker. I mean, he's the guy out on the playground at eleven fifty, and it's suddenly okay. What do you got? He's going odds on dodgeball. He's got the sheets. I mean, he's got you know, he's got his notebook that he writes in his journal, but he also has the notebook that he has what people owe him. You know, for as many black marks as I have on my sordid experiences as a youth up through uh, my progression, so to speak, into legitimizing my career, I've never actually served as the bookie. I've served as the guy that had to go over to people's houses and knock on the bookmaker's door and talk to his mother about how much money his son or daughter in one case may have actually owed me, but I've never been the one that was actually taking bets. So that's a side of the coin. Aside from doing it legally while at Caesars, uh, I never had any of that illegal stigma attached to my no, business. Well, no, wait, wait a minute. You did were you... muscle? You were muscle? Yeah, exactly. Are we talking like suited up? What did you <laughs> no, carry no, with no, you? No. You got a no, blackjacks? 
in your I, hand? I, what is... I had to get the I had to get the muscle to go collect. See, that's what people fail to realize. When you win consistently enough, sometimes the hardest part is going to collect. But since we see it all sensationalized in Hollywood and everywhere else, all you see is that intimidating bookmaker trying to collect from people that are down and out. They never show the other way. If you win consistently and you have to bang on people's doors to try and get the money that's rightfully yours. I'm just picturing, Todd, like that scene from the transporter, like the doorbell rings and the the person goes, you see him look through the people, and he's just running at it to kick it open to get inside. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not, a big guy. I'm not a big guy to begin with, maybe now at about 160 pounds soaking wet. But let me tell you, freshman year when I was about a buck 20, I was pretty intimidating going through the mean streets of the northern suburbs trying to knock down doors and get my money. Well, long muscles, lanky. Yeah, you never lanky. see him coming. Yeah. All right, so help us out here. Where is where has money gone down the last forty eight hours or so as we get closer and closer to the Derby? Well, interesting. With the morning line numbers that came out on Wednesday after post positions were drawn, Classic Empire opened the favorite at four to one, but the Paramutual pool has adjusted considerably that that number has drifted out to seven. Now, of course, when you're betting into these Paramutual pools, it's not like football or basketball where the numbers are fixed. You won't know exactly what those odds are until they go off uh, tomorrow at the track. But you've seen money coming in and always dreaming, so much so that he is now the favorite. Seen prices through Churchill at about 7-2. to two. I think that number will ultimately come up. But when we look at the other two favorites, McCracken, who you guys had such an eloquent intro for earlier, and no, it's not Big Earn McCracken. It's actually a horse that probably has better hair than Bill Murray's character. And, of course, uh, Irish Warcraft also at 6-1. to one. I think McCracken is the one that's flying under the radar amongst the favorites when you consider number two on Derby qualifying points. And much like Classic Empire, only two races run so far this year. The interesting part about the post that it'll be breaking from, the last horse to win from there, Oh, just so happened to be our last Triple Crown winner, American Pharaoh. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming in from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, former odds maker at Caesars, now running the Bet the Board podcast. Find it at Bet the Board Pod, contributor to FS1 Race Hub, CBS Interact. He's all over the place. At Todd Furman is where you find it all aggregated on Twitter. So, Todd, rain ex- possible in the forecast, looking at maybe a 50% chance. How much is that changing how you're, you're handicapping heading towards and, and how many permutations are we looking at based on the weather for tomorrow? Yeah, it'll change things quite a bit. When you look at this field, uh, the one trend that we've seen over the last couple of years, most of these horses don't get a chance to run in the slop and some of the muck. So you don't have anything to go off like you would at some of the more traditional races uh, throughout the course of the season. So the weather forecast, by all accounts, looks like the final cell should blow through, and it may actually end up getting sealed and look more like a faster track. I don't think it'll be pure slop, but the term horse racing people like to use is cuppy. So what it means is it's just a little bit of a slower track, and it can be exhausting for some of the speed horses. So I think you're going to see a little bit of movement coming in off of that. Uh, at the same time, for a lot of the folks out there that aren't going to go through the programs and aren't going to do the real deep dive, uh, trust your instincts. Go with some of the horses you've read about. I don't think, though, we'll see as much money, big money, potentially in some of the exotics as we saw earlier today in the Kentucky Oaks where you had Abel Tasman up top. And I believe the Super Pecta paid about 85000 Not a bad little payday Ooh. for about two minutes of work. All right, Todd, now I have a, a parlay oh, for boy. you now. Now it's good. I got, I got a two-quote team parlay. Are you ready? Uh, I'm, I'm standing up, so I may not be as apt to handle it. Instead, normally I'm sitting down for these things because I need to be able to roll my eyes. All right, all right. Par- I want to parlay this. We found out tonight NBA teams called the Knicks to try to poach and trade for Kristaps Porzingis. I want to parlay <laughs> the Knicks trade Porzingis 
with LeVar Ball selling over a thousand shoes on his big baller brand website. What do I get? I'm going to have to offer you a pretty healthy price there. I mean, I think I'd probably give you about 15 to 20 to 1 because if the Knicks do move Porzingis, who is essentially the face of the franchise now, uh, they need their heads examined. And anybody who wants to spend $495 retail on uh, the big baller brand shoes, they also need their head examined. So if these two things go down, I worry about the society we live in. And uh, your daughter's friend, the young bookmaker in the first grade, may be the least of our society's concerns. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm already making good friends with him because I want to make sure I'm on his good side because you never know what's going to happen by the time he gets to, like, fifth grade. Hey, I I was always told one thing, guys, when it came to horses, having grown up in the Chicago suburbs, using the OTB and gone to Arlington Mm -hmm. Park a few times, you always follow the guy with dirt on his shoes. You just have to make sure that he was actually in the paddock and he wasn't coming out of the men's room. (laughs) The fair point as you go. Look, when I hit the Superfecta tomorrow, I'm buying big baller brand shoes for everybody. We'll be orders 240, 241, 242, and 243. Yeah, no, and, and then I will go and help Todd Furman collect at houses in Vegas <laughs> if he needs to. That's sweet. <laughs> hey, who's there? Hey, some, guy, some guy in a Mets hat and a skinny dude who goes about 160. Yeah, let him I, in. Come on. They're not going to I, I could do always. I can always use some extra muscle, boys. So if you guys want to make a few bucks on the side, I'm more than happy to give Let's you a little bit Let's get it. Work. All right. On the next 30 for 30, what if I told you radio host turned into muscle? <laughs> Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Follow him on Twitter, Todd Furman. Todd, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great night tonight. Uh, uh, always a pleasure, boys. Enjoy the race tomorrow. Just win. Right. Just there win, is. baby. And that, that'd be the, the antithesis of all radio hosts. Turn muscle. I mean, he was... muscle is not something usually associated with radio hosts. You know, I like to talk and run my mouth, and I realized I could beat the crap out of guys and make more money at it. So that's when I changed to do that. I mean, really, I didn't know Todd used to knock on the door. All right, that? come on. Candy gram. <laughs> They're probably not going to give me credit for inventing the candy gram. Landshark. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 